You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about Joni Mitchell Blue. In the room, I have Adam, hey. Ben, Hello. Vic, Yo. and John. You're mean old daddy. <laughs> Blue. You're out of sight. <laughs> Blue is the fourth studio album by Canadian singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell, released on June 22nd, 1971 on Reprise Records. The producer was Joni Mitchell, and the genre is folk, rock, and pop. And from All Music Review, Jason Anke. Sad, Spare, and Beautiful, Blue is the quintessential confessional singer-songwriter album. Forthright and poetic, Joni Mitchell's songs are raw nerves, tales of love and loss etched with stunning complexity. Even tracks like All I Want, My Old Man, and Carrie, the brightest and most hopeful moments on the record, are darkened by bittersweet moments of sorrow and loneliness. At the same time, the songs like Little Green, about a child given up for adoption, and the title cut, A Hymn to Salvation, supposedly penned for James Taylor, raise the stakes of confessional folk pop to new levels of honesty and openness. Mitchell's music moves beyond the constraints of acoustic folk into more intricate and diverse territory, setting the stage for the experimentation of her later work. Unrivaled in its intensity and insight, Blue remains a watershed. All right, what do we think of Joni Mitchell's Blue? It blew me away. Yeah. Oh. It was good. I, thought, <laughs> uh, I don't normally put on Joni Mitchell, but mm-hmm. this was really good. I thought it was quite exceptional. I feel kind of conflicted. Yeah? Yeah. Because I hear that it's exceptional. Like, I, I hear the quality of the output, and I hear all of the talent in Joni Mitchell. I just have trouble getting into it personally. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... I think it's the thing she does, which I'm sure is very difficult to do. Where like where you're 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 singing on here and then you're singing up here. I see. And, and like it's impressive, but it I don't know. It just it, it doesn't really jive with my ears the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. I could see that. How, how do you feel I about understand. other artists that do that more currently? Sort of like, like Tori Amos, Amos or Johnny DeFranco. Right. Right. I'm same thing. Okay, so it's, you yeah. also dislike them for that. I I have those artists, admittedly. I have heard by proxy through people I have dated. Mm. And I'm always kind of like into it. And then it goes into the, like the low high vocal acrobatics and I just kind of get lost. Or how do you, how do you feel me. about any sort of like opera, operatic sort of like singing? I mean, I'm uh, assuming you're a fan of well, like Queen. Queen. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, but it, that's, that's, I, I don't know. I think it's hmm. diff- It's only used in a big moment in Queen. Like, I feel like, I feel like it's way more selective. Uh, okay. And I like I I completely 
I'm on the same page with Ben, I think. There are songs on this record that I think are great, like River. Like mm, that song is yeah. like undeniably an amazing like folk gem. It's going on like, every Christmas mix from now it's on. It's such mm-hmm. a good song. And it's it's really well composed, really well performed. I think the problem is this is like the sort of like the 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 uh, article read. This is the blueprint for the singer-songwriter album, Blueprint, right. not trying to be funny there, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the ar- it's the archetype. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a style that's not my favorite. Um, I, I tend to like uh, more arranged uh, pieces with, with more performances. She's obviously capable in every regard, like as a singer, as a player, piano, guitar, uh, as a songwriter. Like, But it's a, it's... And it's not. It may. It may just not be for me. It may not be written for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like there's two different sides of this this era, which is you're either on the sort of Carol King, James Taylor side of things, or you're on the Geffen side, which is Laura uh, Ni- Nero yeah. uh, and and Joni Mitchell. And I gave such a hard time to that Laura Nero because I because I hated the production and I didn't like I didn't like her lyrics I didn't like her sort of style but Joni Mitchell proves to me that that I I, I really like this when it's more of a I don't know sparse production mm-hmm. I guess yeah and her lyrics are interesting mm-hmm. and things I can grab onto so it it really speaks it's also to like, jazzier and you're a jazz fan. I mean, well, like, I, I wouldn't say that because I, I did research and I realized that her open G like tunings in her different like guitar tunings or her interesting phrasings of using sus chords and mm-hmm. sevenths or ninths when you're not supposed, you know, it wouldn't make logical sense within music theory is really what makes her unique in a certain mm-hmm. way. She's not classically trained. So she's like, why not just use this? This is what I'm thinking. This is in my mind. And so, uh, but yeah, I understand what you're saying about her voice because it does mm-hmm. like just range up all up and down. And and she's it's just got a certain using quality it. Yeah. too. That's a little bit like quivering in yeah. a way. Yeah. I can see how that right. could be distracting. Well, at her best, you're getting things that I would say are akin to a Tori Amos. At her worst, you're getting shrillness that's akin to Joan Baez. And I think you that... You say shrillness. I don't well, think I, that's I, that's I know. I, I, you know I, shrill is a, is a loaded fr- uh, term, and I don't mean to use it. Yeah. I mean acoustically. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You know, yeah. Uh, I also don't identify... We I think it's, she's got a warmer voice than that. In well, gen- but, like her, the general I, I tone. Yeah, overall, it's much, much yeah. warmer. Yeah, but I when you hit the high notes... To Joe Baez and Laura Nairo. Like, of the three of them... I, think I, I prefer Jody Mitchell. Right. And I think mm-hmm. just, I was just saying, at its worst, that's where you're hitting those high notes that can be unpleasant. Mm-hmm. What's kind of interesting is sort of the opposite. Um, we did uh, Leonard Cohen, and here you have somebody who has like this very, like, it's an interesting voice, but definitely untrained. And I mean, there are notes on on that record, uh, Songs of Love and Hate. They're just like not notes. He's like in between. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, and here she is. Like executing a very, very professionally done, like difficult uh, melodies and range, lots of range versus his little range. And I think it's so funny because it's like when you listen to music, you can you can like both, you know, you can. It doesn't have to be you don't have to be just like the best singer for people to like it. Um, I think I found I just found that. 
the sparseness of her the backing you know what she's doing musically either with just a single acoustic guitar or a single piano or the Appalachian dulcimer that yeah she yeah, crushes yeah. the dulcimer yeah she does great on, dulcimer on, on all on all I want she makes the dulcimer sound almost like a sitar drone on some parts it's yeah. really I don't know I, but that I'm but that voice is is the secondary melody which. Right counters that's the counter mm. to like what she's doing so without that i feel i just feel like it, it does add something mm-hmm. by her doing that it's not that she's just trying to i felt like nero was a bit showy uh, mm-hmm. and maybe that's mainly because the backing track was so bomb kind of bombastic and she'd have like time changes on these different things this feels more like a, a more thought out sort of counter to what she's doing uh what she's playing essentially yeah it doesn't seem you know affected in a way yeah. you know there's like there's a sincerity to what she's doing yeah yeah, yeah we, we haven't even talked about the sort of like lyric yeah. content of like yeah. this just being one of the first or or sort of a prototype for the confessional yeah that's the word for and, sure and again Going back to Laura Nairo, that was supposed to be a, it, it was, thir- was it 13 Confessions? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. but at the same time, when I listen to those lyrics, it's it's like Surrey on down. Have we had, have like, we this had is like, really a, a, like a confessional uh, singer song? Like, we've had Leonard, Taylor's Leonard had Cohen bits of it and, and yeah. Carol King, you know, a bit. But Maybe at the Tim same, Buckley. At the same time. Oh, yeah, Tim Buckley. I mean, not my favorite, but like, and, uh, I would say yeah. that that counts. Yeah. Or, or Nick Drake a bit. Yeah. But I feel like this is, like, really personal. It, yeah, literally singing. Em- emotional. Yeah. Extremely. But in a way that's not, I think it's not self-indulgent. Yeah. Which is the, you know, I think, I don't know, when, when I think of singer-songwriters that came after her, that's one of the things that turns me off more is just kind of this sort of grandiose kind of self-indulgent thing. And she, I think Joni Mitchell's very clever in her writing and... songs are about i was reading I, I, I don't want to like I, it, like like Joni mitchell's album blue is not necessarily about her romantic history but it is part of the story so i i've been trying to like figure out like so i I'm pretty sure so a case of you is either about graham nash or leonard cohen i think it's about graham nash i think it's graham nash yeah mm-hmm. so she could drink a case of graham nash that's <laughs> 288 ounces <laughs> if it's a 24 pack. So a like minimum you did the math. A minimum of 288 ounces of Graham Nash. And it's a lot of Nash. It's a lot of Nash. I I don't know if she's trying to say she's built up a tolerance to Nash. I that, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't so. get the metaphor in how much like 
I can drink a case of you and still be I, on my feet. Is that a compliment or is that a dig? I, I, like, I, I think it's a song about infatuation, right? Mm -hmm. Right, but then she says, and still be on my feet. I think, well, it's Graham Nash. Oh, okay. It's not it's like... <laughs> I know what you mean, John, because it's like... It does. It's not necessarily a complete thought. Right. It's like yeah. it's like using elements of of metaphor, with, but it's like it makes more sense without that second line. Yeah. I mean, I guess, or maybe she's trying to say, "I can drink a case of you, and then I want to drink another case." Mm -hmm. I like think that. I, what, get, I think like that's that. what. Okay. The intended line is, but it's also not totally clear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the metaphor just doesn't stick. So but. that song about Graham Nash, most likely. Mm -hmm. uh, Joni Mitchell's uh, Joni Mitchell's on the dulcimer. James Taylor's on the guitar. She's also in a romantic relationship at a different nearby time with James Taylor. Right. I think there's some songs on here about James Taylor. It's just like, man, like, it, it was the late 60s, early 70s. I'm going to play guitar on a song about Graham, you know, Graham Nash. You know, like. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it was a, a tight-knit crew. Bizarre love yeah. triangles. Yeah. Meanwhile, David Crosby, always on the outskirts, wanting the song to be about him. <laughs> <laughs> Just the unrequited Jody Mitchell love of David Crosby. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was funny, too, because a lot of the players on this, we, we had already kind of covered on other albums. Stephen Stills, James Taylor, Sneaky Pete. Sneaky Pete! What's yeah. on Sneaky Pete on? Yeah, he's on pedal guitar on California in oh. this flight tonight. Oh, cool. Uh, Heck yeah, he's so sneaky. Yeah, he's so sneaky. <laughs> I didn't even notice he was yeah, in exactly. there. He's <laughs> snuck in. <laughs> this pterodactyl poncho. Yep. He's on uh, Flying Burrito Brothers. And yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. And that's, that's you know, there's not very many players on this album. But it, it, yeah, it does seem like it's a, a who's who of, of, you know, other bands or something. That scene was, that whole scene of like the Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, Mitchell, uh, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was like a whole crew. And Graham it, Parsons. Yeah, it, yeah, it seemed like the they were all over all yeah. of each other's albums. Yeah. Which is cool, you know, I, I like that. That would be like fun. That would be yeah. fun to be that, a player at, the, at a time like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of other musicians, um, there's moments when I hear because her, her voice actually has a, a cool variety as well. Um, there's moments where I feel like I hear uh, Chrissy Hind from The Pretenders, who I really mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. totally. um, and it, I was sort of surprised to hear that. And I don't know if it's just a similarity or if that. I don't know if Chrissy yeah, Hines the, like a big fan or something. From the reviews, uh, I uh, I got Atlantis Morissette, Fiona Apple, Tracy Chapman. I definitely heard and, Tracy and Chapman. Tori Amos. I mean, right. it's, mm -hmm. it's very uh, yeah. And Tori Amos. It, I love it, Fiona Apple. Like I can, I yeah. can hear that. Yeah. yeah. It's just you. You just. It's funny. You put on this album, and you're like instantly like, oh, of course. Right. You know, it's yeah. like one of those in inspirational. That's what. Yeah. Things. When you say like the archetype, it's a, yeah. it's impossible. Like it's impossible to to listen later to a record like yeah. this and be objective and because it's like there's so many bad versions of this that like you have to like you know the singer songwriter is like the most like ridiculed yeah. form of music because it's like and even the especially the confessional one because it's like somebody up there bearing your their soul and you're like. <laughs> Ha! You stink. Your soul stinks. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and I'm, it's, it's it's tough. Like it's like there's you you just seen by the time you know you've seen a lot of music. You've seen a lot of singer songwriters you don't care for, and so it's like 
it's hard to listen to it and not like hear all that too. But it's like there's obviously something happening here. Yeah. Like that is. And that, that was one, one thing I was curious about. Have any of you listened to this? I mean, is this the first time that you've heard it? First or? time for me. First time for me. Yeah. Not the no. first because I, time. I, yeah. I heard this probably before I heard was really into it all like Tori Amos or like I heard this when I was younger. I don't know, like high school or college or something like that. So I don't think my, my association with it is from that time. And I don't have those connotations on top of it because this was in my brain first before mm-hmm. that stuff. My mom so. put this on a lot. Yeah. Um, and she was like really into like James Taylor and, mm-hmm. and super like chill kind of stuff from this era. So, so as soon as I heard it, I was like, Oh, I know this record. And, but it had been, you know, yeah. 30 years yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> so it doesn't really count. Right. Your mom and my mom should hang out and talk to you. I think they actually. I think they would get along. My mom too. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Maybe Jim. not John's mom. No. I don't know. <laughs> she can uh, come if she wants. The, <laughs> it was definitely a commercial success, uh, reaching 15 in the U.S. and three in the U.K. And uh, yeah, Mitchell decided to return to living, touring, and continued on to develop some of the most interesting music of her career after this. I never really listened to anything after this one, though. I, I'm not familiar with any of her later really? stuff. Uh-uh. I mean, uh, unless it's like, you know, the, the songs that everybody knows. But Are we getting into more? Are we going to get like Court and Spark? Uh, good question. Uh, I will, Court and Spark has got to be in here. Seems like I'll, it. I will double check uh, what other albums we'll get into. But yeah, I would, I would imagine such an influential. Yeah, it seems yeah. like we wouldn't just have one. I mean, we've got three white stripes. <laughs> <laughs> more somebody's got to somebody's got to not be in there for there to be room, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, those are critical. It, well, <laughs> yeah, we we've already discerned that that's Harry Belafonte. <laughs> <laughs> we have three more. Three more. Oh, Mitchells? Wow. All right. Okay. Good. Right. That's heavy. Wow. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, Court and Spark is yeah the next one. Okay. Nice. So huh. it'll be a minute before we get there, but yeah, I'm excited to to kind of because this is one of the albums that I. I definitely uh, have heard before, but the others, you know, I, I'm less familiar with. So she's got good album works. covers in general. A lot of them involve original paintings by her. Those are her. Yes. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she's a painter as well. Oh man, she's an artiste. That's cool. Yeah, she's a little cool. painter living on the bottom. I was, I was I, I, just a few days ago. I was I was scrolling through the Joni Mitchell albums section of Spotify mm-hmm. uh, like down to wherever they stuck blue, mm-hmm. and I was just uh, I, I was admiring as I was passing through. Like, man, these are a lot of really cool yeah, paintings. She's a very good painter. Hmm. Oh wow, um, that's awesome. And so yeah, and I uh, I kind of try to dig into some of her interviews and things like yeah. that, and she's a really interesting character. She feels like. She just feels like one of those people that is like, uh, we just talked about Serge Gainsbourg or something like that, where it's just like, I'm an artist. Like, no matter what I'm doing, that's my life. And take it or leave it. I don't care about any of this fame stuff. She actually hated the fame. Uh, She just wanted to do her thing. And she, a a lot of these songs, like A River was her going back to Canada Mm -hmm. in just like the wilderness of... That, that song's about her, like, retreating back to sort of the cold iciness of... Heck yeah. The, the, yeah. Good honor. Yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. nature of Canada and everything. It wasn't skating away from Graham Nash? <laughs> <laughs> James Taylor? Could be. I well, I mean, and also fame and everything else. I mean, I yeah. think this wasn't this album kind of written 
after a period of time where she was reflecting, like, I'm going to go live in a cave on Crete in Greece. Right. Yeah. You know, right. and then, yeah. oh, things got too real at that cave. I'm going to go to Spain <laughs> for a week or two. Uh, okay, I'm going to go back to California. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is pretty cool. We, we were talking <laughs> yeah, about it. Like, sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. We've, we've brought up River a few times in this conversation. It, it's definitely it's a standout track for me personally mm-hmm. on this album. I just, I love just the imagery of mm-hmm. it. Just like, having a frozen river to, to just skate away on. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's so vivid, you know, like I, I've felt like that before. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's coming on Christmas. They're cutting down trees. They're putting up reindeer and singing songs of joy and peace. Oh, I wish I had a river I could skate away on. But it don't snow here, it stays pretty green. I'm gonna make a lot of money, then I'm gonna quit this crazy scene. I wish I had a river I could skate away on. Uh. Except for that Leonard Cohen. <laughs> Since we just talked about uh, Zeppelin IV, uh, going to California was inspired by uh, California by Joni Mitchell. Really? Led huh. Zeppelin was, were, and that's one of those like out of song. order Joni things Mitchell's, of this book. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, it is. They get things but, out of order within the year. Yeah. Mm. But we just go with it. I feel like that was yeah. such a theme of the era. Well, and the there, going there, to California song. How many are there? I mean, oh, like if, non-specific and specific. Like go to San Francisco with there's, flowers in your hair. Yeah, there's, of, it's a really big. And I think going back to Cali. It's kind of <laughs> honestly, it's kind of interesting because I think it's somewhat relevant to our time right now because the '60s was you had a lot of small town people shooting out west or or, or New York for that matter. And yeah, that's that's been the case for a long time but I think the 60s was like it's drop small out. town exodus mm-hmm. drop yeah. out yeah. and uh it was like the forefront of the culture and yeah, yeah yeah and uh yeah I was talking to uh Dagan uh, our mutual friend and he was like yeah my uh, I was almost born in California because my dad just like he was a big hippie and he just moved out to California mm-hmm. in the 60s and right. I was like I had no idea Wait, your dad like ever- to prospect gold <laughs> no <laughs> to like prospect weed or something. <laughs> like, you know, but I don't know. But like, I, whatever hippies do in California. Yeah. Been a thing. Since, well, like since 1849. Yeah, there's yeah. them their hills. I don't know what it is that the, they go to California for, but yeah, no, it's, it's but, a destination. No, but uh, but I feel like now uh, we're actually living at a time where. Um, uh, there are more people living in the cities than ever in American history. Right. And so, like, lots of young people, uh, especially millennials, are, like, moving to the city again. And so it's just kind of interesting because there's it sort of ties us into this time from almost 50 years ago. When's that pendulum going to swing, though? Because it's got to, right? It always does, huh? That's the only thing it does. But uh, I don't know because, uh, you know, it took in the when, – when that – stopped was like race riots last time huh. and there's white flight I grew, I grew up in Detroit and like the city went from 2 million to 700,000 because people like basically panicked and moved to the suburbs you know man if these, I move out of the city it's, I'm not gonna stop at the suburbs right no, I'm, well, I'm gonna, gonna keep get, let's keep going like it is that or it's we are woods. skating like away on this river motherfucker but uh, all right, how do we feel about the album? I've always 
liked this album and it's funny that you that you said like it's been 30 years or so since you listened to it but it's been i don't know 15 or 20 but i i actually know all the words to all these songs that's amazing oh, that's yeah cool. yeah so when john told me that you all were doing it i was listening to it or i just started i was singing not very well this song <laughs> you did a, last a very nice night. Job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. tough one to sing <laughs> yeah yeah but um i've always liked it it was very i think it was formative for me probably the time that I was listening to it and that kind of thing, so. Yeah. yeah. You're from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Have you ever skated away from something on a river? Not on a river. Hmm. No. That's, that's the exact question that I asked her as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever skated on the river? I mean, I mean I've, uh, yeah, I, I've skated away. I'm sure I've skated away from people. Yeah. <laughs> I've skated <laughs> but on But was, was it on a river, though? Uh, I don't you can't channel. get lost when you're skating down a river. Probably. Does the channel um, count? Y- yeah, um, yeah, the yeah, channel absolutely. between yeah, Windsor absolutely. and Detroit. Yeah, I skated go. there. Counts. Count it. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know that I was being chased or running from something on skates. So I don't, I'm like so were, close. Were you yeah. running away from your childhood responsibilities? I was playing hockey. Oh, that's going up were and you, back. So uh, it kind of yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. That's not. Uh, yeah. But I like okay. where your head's at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sounds like a positive for me. I'm going to give it a positive as well. You know, I'd never heard this album before. Uh, the only real Joni Mitchell that I knew was uh, Big Yellow Taxi. Uh, and this does not sound like that, uh, but I like all of the sounds that are being made on this album. Um, it's really raw and open, even though it's describing things that sound insane and fanciful, like having adventures in Crete and Spain. Uh, but the warmness of her voice and the lyrical content of the song really drives it to a personal place. And, and I like that a lot. Yeah, I like the personality of it, of, mm-hmm. of just, like, her sort of confessional and uh, her playing's very well, her mm-hmm. singing's really well. It's produced uh, excellently. Um, there's, I, I don't know what else you can really want out of a, a folk singer. I mean, it, yeah. I've always said that there's a couple things that you have to be for... To, to be a good folk singer, it's either you have to play well, you have to bring something new to the table, you have to g- have good lyrics or a good voice. Uh, and she basically hits all those. Um, she's doing something very interesting. Uh, she has a very different way of composing songs. Um, that's a, a bit unusual. That doesn't sound like their pop songs, but have hooks nonetheless and kind of get stuck in your head. So... I really liked it. Um, so I'll probably, yeah, keep keep listening to it, and I look forward to the, the other ones that are coming through. Yeah, brief aside, some of her tunings and things were done because she actually had polio at the age of nine, oh, right, yeah. and it weakened her left hand, so Whoa. she had to adjust her tunings. But, oh, I mean, really? yeah. Like to like, play certain chords? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep, she did it so that they were easier to play. Huh. Jeez. Huh. Always the um, innovator. Yeah. 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 Adaptation. Wow. So many musicians taking a a, a, a a burden and making it something that allows them to become a, a better artist. I mean, mm. so many, you know, Jerry Garcia's finger, you know. Dr. John's finger. He was yeah. a guitar player. He His left hand got shot, so he couldn't fret a guitar, but he could play the bass line on a piano. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You just yeah. pivot. Yeah. Well, thanks to the uh, anti-vaxxers, polio could come back and make a lot of great musicians. Uh, yes, yeah, so there's uh, a silver lining. Yeah. Awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, I was I was sort of waffling on this one between neutral and positive because it's it's not my favorite style of album, like spare and like 
it's it's so I like I like my singer songwriters like a little dirtier and a little like almost less talented. <laughs> like I like 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 that's sort of what I'm saying. But like it's like I want I want the art, but I like when some things are like really clean uh, in terms of the like perfect singing and everything, mm-hmm. it kind of turns me off. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think that I'm gonna. I'm basically feeling like it does get over the hump into that soft positive though, because it's just sort of, there's an undeniable talent here that even if it's not exactly what I'm into, like, I mean, if you were going by the, should it be in the book? Of course. Like, but like, but if it's just my opinion, I, I think I'm going positive because she's taking something that I don't usually respond to. And there's a couple tracks that uh, I do respond to um, despite uh, the arrangements and the uh, honestly just like her ability. It's like, for me, it's a plus and a minus, but, it, but I'm not going to fault her for being too good. <laughs> I'm just at I'm like yeah, imagining like, someone being like, you got it kid. Yeah. And that's not, what that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it and get out of my office. <laughs> No, but that's that's what I'm trying to like avoid is like that's just ridiculous and because um, it, it's like what it lacks in sort of uh, musical uh, uh, frailty, it provides in confessional uh, honesty, yeah, vulnerability. Yeah, I am almost gonna just ditto every single thing Adam just said. <laughs> I, 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 he, he, he was. He was speaking my mind. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. I, I think that I'm going to end up on positive on this. Uh, it. I don't think that I'm the audience. My personal aesthetic is mm-hmm. the audience for this music. I see and I hear all of... I get it. Like, all of the talent. Uh, I do also like my singer-songwriters a little flawed. Uh most recently, I was trying to think of uh, I was trying to think of a slightly more flawed performance that and, and, uh, that 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 I would put it up to, and I think it is like Carol King's Tapestry. I think that even though Joni Mitchell's voice is technically better than Carol King's voice, I get more out of hearing Carol King sing something mm. with to the the the. the humanity and the flaws of her voice than than th- this this very impressive precision of, of yeah. Joni Mitchell's voice. I feel like there's something more familiar about that Carol King's voice and I, I understand what you're saying. Maybe this is a little not alien, but it's a little off putting because of the it's like angelic. A, a, a bit of, of mm-hmm. strangeness. Yeah, right. yeah. There's right. no place to grip on a perfect surface. I, you need cracks. <laughs> yeah. That's it, yeah, that's well, a good one. Yeah. yeah. That's a like it then. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, you know, also like Adam was saying, does it belong in the book? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yeah, it's a no-brainer yeah. that this is like a very strong album. Like, you just... And not every album needs to be written for me. As <laughs> exactly. That's what I was trying to get at. It was like, yeah. Ben's a thousand one albums from Ben to Ben before he bends. Nobody touched my album. <laughs> like, nobody's allowed to listen. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to give it a positive. Cool. Yeah. All right. Next time we will be talking about 
Funkadelic Maggot Brain. No shit! Shit hot album. Alright, thanks y'all.